So as I was saying, there's there's two worlds that we have in front of us. And the last time we looked at spirit knowledge versus sense knowledge, and we saw how spirit knowledge and sense knowledge work together, how spirit knowledge is knowledge by revelation, and how how sense knowledge is knowledge that you get by the senses from what you can see, feel and touch. Now today I want to talk about something else. I want to move on to the spiritual world and the physical world. If you see in front of you right now, close your eyes, look straight but close your eyes. Can you just look straight but close your eyes? You're going to do a little bit of an experiment. Look straight in front of you but keep your eyes closed. Are you ready? Yes? Yes. Okay, now, on the count of three, you're going to open your eyes. The moment you open your eyes, I want you to notice what you see. Okay? Are you ready? Yes? Three, two, one, go! What do you see in front of you? Come on. Okay. Okay. What about you? So 259. Yeah. <laughs> and the pillar and the chair, whatever. So, so, so you see, the moment you open your eyes, you saw something. What did you see? You saw with your physical eyes the physical world. Right? Your physical eyes can understand the physical world. And the physical world is available to you, is seen to you. Right? Like you see the physical world... There is also another world called the spiritual world. Throughout the word of God, it is very, very clear that there is a spiritual world. Am I right? There is a physical world, what you can see, feel and touch. And there is a spiritual world. The spiritual world cannot be seen, felt and touched by a normal human being. Because the, the spiritual world is inaccessible to somebody whose spirit has been detached from life. Okay? That spirit of a human being is attached to Satan and to the kingdom of darkness. And Satan will never let him see what is the reality of his spiritual world as a fallen sinner. So what Satan gives is not spiritual. What the person sees now is completely physical and what we call and what the word of God calls carnal or soulish. That's why we've got to understand what the soul is. Okay, The soul is that part of you that is like the in-between, your spirit and your body. Okay? Your soul has your mind, has your emotions, has your feeling and your body reacts to those emotions, feelings, appetites, desires that your soul presents. Are you listening? Yes? It presents those appetites, those soulish desires or whatever, and the body reacts to it. 
that body then starts behaving based on the dictates of the soul. This whole mechanism is completely soulish. Or what you call carnal. Okay? There's two portions to the carnal. One is purely from the soul. That is purely emotions. And the second is what you can really see and touch. This is a tiffin box. I can touch it and I can see its color. Okay? I can feel it and I can see its color. Right? Now that's information from my senses, whether it's from my eyes or from my touch or from my ears. It is sense knowledge that my body is giving to my soul. My soul will have certain emotions that will be linked to it. Maybe I look at this and I start thinking about my school days or something like that. There will be emotions linked to it. And I can almost sometimes just open the tiffin and almost smell, although it's not there and there, I can almost sometimes get a smell of that bread that you would put in there as you would go to school. Okay, now, now listen. That's because the body is linked to your soul and your physical body and your soul are linked together. But what happens to a man is that a human being tends to remain in this realm of the physical. This realm of the physical which includes your emotions and what you can physically see and touch is what your body, uh, what a human being is, is, is quite often limited to. If you need to know the spiritual, are you with me? If you need to know the spiritual, it is not directly, directly possible to perceive the spiritual from your soul or from just your body. Okay? So when people say that they have seen ghosts, Okay? There's a problem. Because if not, you can't just see the spiritual with your eyes. What they have seen is what I would call a projection. A projection of some reality that is there in the spirit that is visible, is visible to them. And based on that they make their conclusions. Oh this is a ghost. Oh this is a spirit of so and so. Oh this is that. Oh that is this. Oh this is that. Oh that is this. That is what they see. But in reality it's not possible just to see a ghost. Do you understand? Right? So for me to see the spiritual is not possible directly unless and until the spiritual decides to reveal itself in the physical. Okay? Like angel Gabriel revealed himself in the physical to Mary. So Mary actually saw him and revealed himself to um, who's that? Zechariah. Right? The father of John the Baptist. And he became visible. Right? Um you, you will notice that, that um, in, on Mount Sinai 
when, when the Israelites were, were going and they were going into the promised land, they see Mount Sinai and on Mount Sinai they see this cloud with this red fire and, and, this, and this smoke and this uh, lightning and they said that the presence of God is there and we are too scared. Well, well, what they saw was what the spiritual allowed to reveal in the physical. Do you understand? Do you understand? But you can't, you can't really see it. Okay? Because the way the spiritual operates is by this, I'm going to throw a term to you now, knowledge. Can you say knowledge? Okay? The way the spiritual operates is through knowledge. It's just knowing. That's why I keep saying the language of the spirit is knowing. So when you see in the spiritual, even the vision that you see is just a projection. A projection of what the reality is. It might show you a proper projection or it might show you just an image. But to really get the real deal, you've got to operate in the spirit and know what is in the spirit. So right now, as you see, (coughs) and you said, you see in front of you, Melanie said she saw Ryan and and, and Akshan and she saw that fan and that table and and probably uh, Atul saw the, the staircase and he saw Avi there, he saw this Avi here, he saw Vrinda. You saw all of these people. You saw in the physical, you saw in the physical something with your eyes. Right? Correct? Correct? Well, I want you to keep looking in front of you. Okay? Because right now, at this moment, in front of you and around you, there's another world which you can't perceive. You can't Perceive with your physical eyes directly unless the spiritual reveals itself. Do you understand? Do you understand? You can't directly perceive it like you can see color. Like you can see his t-shirt is yellow, his t-shirt is also yellow, but his yellow is different from this and you can get all this information by what you're seeing. But you can't get this information just with your plain physical eyes. But there is another world. Right now. I mean, you're seeing all these people sitting here. But there's another dimension present here. Right now. Right here. How do I put it? One, two. How many of us are there? All of us. Come. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. There's nineteen people in this house right now. Right? But I'm telling you, it's not nineteen. Right now, let's just say in this room, there's more than 16 persons, personalities present here. I'm not trying to spook you out, I'm not trying to scare you, but I'm trying to make you aware of a reality. There's another world which you can't see with your bare eyes, but it's present. It's here. And in that other world, this other world has overlapped with the physical. Now this other world is a spiritual world and there's two kingdoms there. There's a kingdom of darkness and there's a kingdom of light. But you being a born again Christian are more in the kingdom of light. Off and on when you go to set somebody free, you'll see 
forces of this darkness here and there. But the physical and the spiritual have overlapped. Do you understand? There's an overlap that has taken place. You can't see it. But it's there. It's present. We have been taught to believe that the spiritual is up there. Do you understand? Why? Because you come to Mount Sinai and you see Mount Sinai. God up there. Then Jesus comes, rises from the dead and after he rises, he ascends into heaven. You see him going up. Right? And then says, when he comes back, he will come back from up. Right? And you've got these, these images. You read the book of Revelation. You've got these images that are put on you. And you believe, oh, the spiritual world is up there. Do you understand? But because we believe that way up there, what has happened is we have believed that the spiritual world is distinct from our reality. It is not distinct from our reality. The spiritual world is as present in here. If you are thinking that right here is Kailash and Tim sitting together, I'm telling you there's more than that that's available here. There's more than just Kailash Tim here. I know you'll say there's Avi behind them, but there's more than that that's here. Because in the physical you're seeing something. But the word of God says something in Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. What does it say? Come on. What does it say? Yeah, yeah. Set your mind on things above. We saw that last time. There's a second part that we're going to deal with now. First part was set your mind on things above. We learned that the last time. The second part of that verse. What does it say? Come on, read it. Colossians 3.1 If then you were raised with Christ Seek those things which are above. We looked at this then. Where Christ is. Where? Oh! <laughs> There's a where in that verse. Where means a location. Where means a place. Seek things above where Christ is. Go on. Sitting at the right hand of God. Sitting at the right hand of God. Okay. Set your mind on things above. Okay. Not things on the earth. Okay. When you die. Okay. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. Okay. When Christ who is your life appears. Okay. So your life is hidden with Christ in God. Okay, so your life is hidden. Can you say my life is hidden? My life is hidden. Okay, so listen. My life is hidden. <laughs> my life is hidden. My life is hidden. What Satan tries to affect you right now, he can't do anything. He will trick you to believe he's done something. And the reason being, he can't do anything is because your life is hidden. Right? Your life is hidden. Okay, so, 
you died with Christ. Now, there's another verse that says that I was raised with Christ. Correct? Go to Ephesians. Ephesians 2. Have you read Colossians 3 verse 1? What does it say? Ha! You've not read the right part. No. No, you said see, set your mind on things above, right? He didn't say you were raised with Christ. He started that. Okay. I'm wondering where is that verse? I know there was something missing. If then you were raised with Christ. Okay. And then he says with Christ and then he says where Christ is. Correct? So there's a location. That's, that, that was my point of how I'm wondering where to raised with Christ. Okay. So if then you were raised with Christ. Set your mind on things above. Now, he describes what above is, where Christ is. Now, where is Christ? In the heavenly places? Right? He's, he's in the heavenly places, sitting at the right hand of the Father. Now, you were raised. Right? You were raised. Now, why were you raised? Because there's, there's, there's different worlds. There's a, there's a physical world. There's a spiritual world of darkness, which rules the physical world, usually. Okay? And there is the heavenly places. The heavenly places where God is. There's the angelic realm below that. And then there's the heavenly places where God is. Where Christ is. Right? Now we're always thinking of it as layers. Physical. Spiritual forces of darkness, angels, and then heaven, right? You're always thinking of it in layers. But I'm trying to tell you, instead of layers, I'm saying, they're all... Okay? Fine? But there is levels of superiority and power. Of course, the highest level of superiority and power is which one? God. That level where God is, right? Right? And the next? Where the angelic? Most. The kingdom of darkness, right? And then? The pure physical, right? Right? Correct? That's the level of superiority? Correct? Here's what the whole deal is. The world was cut off from this God level. It was not so in the beginning. Do you remember in Genesis chapter 1, uh, Genesis chapter 2, when, when God really made Adam and Eve? God worked with Adam. How was that possible? Did he come from the skies and come down? God walked with Adam. How is that possible? Because the spiritual and the physical are always parallel worlds. They are there. They are parallel worlds. But you see, when God saw what man has done, this is across dimensions now. 
This is this dimension which is completely spiritual, that's physical. And God is looking what man has done. So God says, you know what, you've got to do something. Because only God can do something. He's in the most superior, most powerful, almighty creator, living God. Only he can do something. He has created everything else. Only he can do something. So he did something. And that which he did is what he did by coming down as man. At the moment he came down as man, this is what happened. You've got the physical. Physical is ruled by the power of darkness, by the kingdom of darkness. Now, now you go. Go, 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 go. Where, you, where do you go? You go to, you go to, again in Colossians. I love the book of Colossians. Colossians 1. Verse 13. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us or conveyed us into the kingdom of His Son. So, so here we were just purely in the physical, controlled by this power of darkness. That's why even David fell. That's why even David would be trapped. That's why even Solomon could be trapped. That's why they were under the power of sin and they were under the power of darkness because they belonged to the physical world. God made special exceptions to them from the spiritual to do some special exceptions in these people's lives but that was not a permanent solution. The permanent solution could not be Elijah being raised up as a prophet. The permanent solution could not be raising up Daniel as a prophet or Jeremiah as a prophet. Those were special exceptions that people in the physical knew that there was a God. Do you know what it means to live without hope? Entire generations without hope. They would look at stones and say, please save us. Do something and nothing would happen. God loved man so much that he had to reveal himself to man that's why exceptions were made. Israel came to see God. No, uh, Moses knew God. No one knew God. Jeremiah, Elijah, Elisha. And they would speak. Hey, what? I've encountered the spiritual. I'm in the spiritual and I can see what's happening. I can see it. Elisha says to his servant. You can't see? Look all around you. The ones around us. The ones with us are more than the ones against us. And he's looking and his servant can't see anything. And Elisha makes a special prayer that this servant's physical eyes may be opened up to see the spiritual, right? Correct? But it's not opened up. That's what's mentioned in the word. But it's not an opened up. It's that the physical eyes may be able to somehow see the spiritual. It was a miracle that took place. He saw. Elisha knew the servant saw. The servant saw. Boom. And he saw all these angel armies all around. Exceptions were made. But you are not an exception. You have been translated. Look at the word used there. Look at the word used there. Translated. Conveyed. It means to be transported. You have been transported. Now I'm going to sound like science fiction movie. But listen. You have been transported to a parallel universe. 
you have been transported to a parallel world the kingdom of the light the kingdom of the son of his light the kingdom of the son of his love the kingdom of Jesus the kingdom of light it's this that we've got to be aware of this when we see it and we understand it it's going to change your life completely because I'm coming to him and I'm trying to pray for him for something but there's <clears throat> there's an there's an unsettled kind of a bit of a fear not fear it's not even fear there's an unsettled um, unsurety am I right? Am I right? there's a bit of an unsurety an unsurety when you go and minister to somebody the unsurety is not about your faith I'm not questioning your faith you've got faith no doubt about it but the unsurety is this is it going to happen? Why? Because in our minds we've been fed. Spiritual is there. We are trying to tell the spiritual from there. And from there things happen here. We've, we've put that distance between what the spiritual is and the physical. And the Lord is trying to tell us this. They're both merged. Present here. Which spiritual dimension you are in is what you can experience if you are in the darkness dimension and that's that that's all you're going to experience it needs to take a supernatural work of God to snatch you out so do, think about this say there's an unbeliever in which kingdom is an unbeliever in the kingdom of darkness and if that unbeliever is sick in which kingdom is he sick now you go and set the person free. You put your hand on him and say, okay, be healed. Now the person gets healed. Yes or no? Healing comes from which kingdom? Kingdom of light. So healing comes from that most super powerful dimension of God itself. You are in the God dimension. Right? Right? Now the, the healing power comes from there. Because you are there. Right? But think about it. God is setting him free. From the problem that he has right now. But he's still in that kingdom. He's still in that kingdom. But he set him free. So it is possible to be in the kingdom of darkness and see the goodness of God. Amen? Amen? It is possible. Why? Because God owns everything in the sense of God, God, God can move into anything, right? He can move into anything. So he can be here in the physical, under the kingdom of darkness, but he sees nothing of the spiritual of God. He may see the spiritual of the darkness, but he can't see the spiritual of God. Right? That's why when an astrologer comes and says, I see a spirit there, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's talking about the spiritual of the darkness. When there is a witch doctor that comes and says, Yes, I'm going to appeal to this God. He doesn't know what he's talking about. It's not a God he's appealing to. He's appealing to one of the demons. Because he's in the kingdom of darkness. right? So, but, but I come from the light. Now, I'm also in the physical. Am I in the physical or not? Yes, yes I've got a body. I can see, feel, touch. I'm in the physical, right? 
Right? But my spirit is now connected to the spiritual. I'm a different kind of a physical. I'm a new creation. I'm a different kind of a physical. I'm a new creation physical. Different type of a physical. This physical belongs to the God dimension. This physical is under the authority of the God dimension. This physical is under God's kingdom. Kingdom of Jesus. So this person of the kingdom of Jesus comes to an unbeliever, sets him free, but guess what? When a person is healed, he's freed. Right? In the kingdom of darkness. In there. He's free. That's why he's got a choice. Now he can give his life to Christ. If he gives his life to Christ, he'll be permanently out of the kingdom of darkness. He'll be another guy in the physical, but operating spiritually. Do you understand? There's a spiritual world around us, brothers and sisters, which we've got to become aware of. Aware of a spiritual world that you can't see with your eyes. Word of God says in the first letter of John, no one has seen God, right? Right? God is spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, right? It is the spirit that gives life. Liberty and life only come from the spirit of God, no one else. Now listen, think about this. The spirit of God is in the spiritual. God is in the spiritual. You are in that spiritual dimension where God is. You are with God. Now I want you to look in front of you again. Okay? As you look in front of you again. I want you to see that you've got the physical. But now I'm making you aware of someone else that's there. God. Yes is inside of you. But yes is out of you. Just like if you were drowning in water, the water would be inside and outside. He's inside of you. And he's and you are inside of him. And you're in this spiritual dimension. And you're there. And right now, as I talk, as I'm speaking, are you listening to me? As I'm speaking, the most high living God is listening and is present. That's got to shake you. Because when you enter into a dark room and you get scared of the darkness, you suddenly realize that I don't go based on what I see, feel and touch. Because that's the physical world. But I belong to another dimension. So you'll enter a dark room henceforth. But you'll still be in the light. In your spirit you will feel like there's light. In your soul and in your body you'll feel like it's all dark. <laughs> but you're in the light. Because God is with you. Listen, if we don't become aware of this. You are not going to get that assurance. That rock solid assurance. When you approach someone to minister to them. It just removes the fear of death completely. Because there is no death. You understand it completely. You are here. 
and you're in the physical but there's a spiritual world that you're actually in and both these worlds have kind of collided together they are merged together and you speak as long as you speak just purely based on your emotions and your feelings nothing will happen nothing as long as your words come as a reaction a carnal reaction nothing will happen no demon will move nothing is going to happen if your words come carnally it may sound very spiritual but nothing moves in the physical with your words it needs another ingredient it needs a password it needs a code if that password is there along with your words your words have power that password is faith that password is faith i want you to move to mark 11:22 Mark 11:22 Look at that look at what he says he says have faith in God like, Why does he say have faith in God I mean think about it if a pastor comes up to you and says have faith what does it mean have faith in whom but this is not a pastor this is his bap this is Jesus himself and Jesus comes and says have faith in god he could have just said have faith if a pastor comes and says have faith my child so yeah I, he means in god But Jesus obviously if Jesus comes and says have faith it means in God right but Jesus does not do that he says have faith in God why because you can have faith in a lot of things like you can have faith in medicine and you can have faith in a doctor and you can have faith in the basic principles of the world and you can have faith in the beast you can have faith in uh, the weather you can have faith in uh, someone else and you can have faith in yourself but he says something very specific jesus says have faith in god right because it's the faith in god that's going to get you good spiritual results look at what he says next does not doubt in his heart but believes that most things so he says have faith in god and then what does he say surely now this is not a pastor speaking this is jesus speaking a pastor may say see listen you give your tithe to me i can assure you that surely we are going to pray for you but not pray for you But Jesus says surely then you got to take it seriously. Surely what? I say to you. I say to you. Whoever says to this mountain 
whoever says to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea does not doubt in his heart okay okay listen this is the most important part believes that those things he says will be done believes that those things he says will be done it will be done but he gives the key he says have faith in God now let's get back to the spiritual world and the, spirit, and the physical world so you're here you're in two worlds at the same time your body's in the physical your spirit is in the spiritual initially your body was in the, was in the physical but your spirit was in the spiritual world of darkness and now your, your spirit is in the spiritual world of light of God right? right? okay so now you're here but I'm not aware of the spiritual and I'm not aware of the spirit and I'm not aware of the spiritual world that I'm in and I'm just purely speaking when I'm not aware of it I'm never going to be aware of it the moment you get aware of it that's it your life changes from that moment but till that time you're just operating physically okay and the pastor speaks some words and the preacher preaches some words the words that the preacher preaches becomes some nice statements that are made and those nice statements hits and clicks in your mind and when they're clicked in your mind you feel good about it and then you go with all your strength and you say be healed and you expect something to happen but guess what nothing happens don't I have faith pastor you have faith but the problem is you're just operating in the kernel you can't get results in the kernel if you operate in the kernel you're not going to get results say listen you can't get spiritual results out of emotional impetus you can't get spiritual results out of emotional stimulus I can't stimulate him emotionally and expect him to operate spiritually okay I need to operate from the spiritual. Now, this is what happens. Every off and on, every once in a way, we become aware of the, physic- of the spiritual world. You know when? Especially when there's worship. That's why people are in love with worship. They're in love with having this, what they call worship. Okay? Uh, it's more like drama, but whatever. They construct an elaborate drama. With the right lights, with the right cameras, with everything. The elaborate drama. What is the elaborate drama all about? That the elaborate drama may convince you of a spiritual reality. The moment you get convinced, you become aware of that spiritual dimension. When you do, oh, it's heaven! Now the band that manages to convince you the best becomes the most anointed worship band. Right? I know of a guy who actually went to one of the most famous worship bands that comes from Australia and how they choreograph everything. Everything. There's not a single song that comes out spontaneously. Not a single song. It may seem like it came out spontaneously. But it's all 
planned. You know how I know this? Because you see the words come on the screen. It's, pla- it's all timed. All to convince you of the spiritual. And once all that elaborate conviction is done, then you become aware of the spiritual. Oh, you are flying in that place until the meeting is over. But then you get CDs to take with you. Or Spotify or whatever else you have. And you get this music that you take with you. And when you take the music, you sometimes, a little bit, go into that world and come out. Right? Right? That. But think about it. Think about if we did not have this elaborate drama around us. That's why I mean, many of these worship sessions, you know that, I mean, healings really take place. People get set free. Right? Why? That's why somebody once just came up with this whole thing and it just stuck with everyone. Don't preach, don't do any healing service without you finishing worship time. Have your worship time first. Why? Who set these rules? Who set the order? Are you getting me? Are you getting me? Okay. What if you were aware of the spiritual at all times? If you were aware of the spiritual at all times, then you would walk with such command, peace, with such strength and calmness, no matter what is the situation in front of you, you would know you win. Because all of a sudden, you would enter the ward where people are kept to die. And a cancer patient is dying. Days more to live. And you would enter in there. And you would see that the one who is with you is more than the one who is in there. And you would see the spiritual world and you would become aware of the spiritual world every moment and you would just walk and somebody would come up to you and say, the economy is crashed. Okay, so? Or they will come up to you and say, do you know what happened? The Prime Minister has declared a curfew for the next six months. Nobody can move out of the house. Okay. You know why? Because you know where you are. Now you can't know where you are unless you know who you are. That's why the Lord has led us to learn new creation first before he's teaching us where we are. Once we understood our identity of who we are, then where we are is very easy. But if I first only taught you and showed you, yeah, see, listen, you're in the spiritual world, you're in the heavenly dimension, uh, you'll imagine a lot of stuff. But right now it's not imagination. It's a reality right now. I'm standing, I'm sitting down, I'm speaking to you. That's in the physical. But in the spiritual, man has millions. All packed in this room. It's all out there. Everyone, everywhere. Listening. You're listening? 
They're walking. They're moving around. God is here. Jesus is here. Spirit of God is present here. And the Father himself is with us. Go to John. Go to John 16. Or 14. Let's see where it's... Actually, it's John 14, not John 16. We'll look at John 16 a little later. But let's go to John 14. Okay, are you with me? Okay, listen to what he says. In John 14, verse, um, verse, verse 8. Okay? Are you ready? Jesus, was he in the spiritual or in the physical? Did he come in the flesh? Yes. He was the example of how a creature could be in the physical and the spiritual at the same time. Because a a human being has got the body and the spirit. Right? Okay? So here's Jesus walking just like you. But he's in the spiritual. But guess what? He's more aware of the spiritual than than you were. Okay? So Philip comes up to him and says, Lord, show us the Father and it is sufficient for us. Now you can imagine. <laughs> show us the Father. What, Philip? How? How do I show you the Father? Don't you get it? You can't see Him with your eyes. But I came so that you may see an image of him. Hebrews 1.3 Jesus Christ, the Son of God the express image of the Father that in the physical you may see the Father look at what he says next have I been with you so long and yet have not known me, Philip ah oh so here's Philip in the physical he's carnally asking a question to Jesus who is God come down as man the sun had come down in the flesh, body in the physical, spirit in the spiritual, but in here, down here. And Philip asks him, Lord, show us the Father and that is sufficient. And he says, still not aware? You're still not aware? Listen, he says, have I been with you so long you've not seen him? You've not known? You've not, he does not say you've not seen me. He says, you've not known me? You've not known me? Because the language of the spiritual is what? Okay. Okay, you've not known me? He says, show us the Father. I want to see the Father. And Jesus answers by saying, you don't know me? Okay. He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? He says, what? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? Ouch. Philip, don't you get it? Don't you get it? I'm in the Father and the Father is in me. I'm in the Father and the Father is in me. 
Philip still doesn't get it. So he goes on. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? Okay. The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Look at what he says. The words I speak to you, I do not, do on my, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father does the works. The words I speak to you, I do not speak, but the Father does the works. So the words do the works. Do you get it? I speak on the authority of the Father and those words that I speak, the Father moves and does something about them. Do you get it? Do you get it? But there's the physical and the spiritual. Okay, listen to this. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Look at this. Or else believe me for the sake of the works because the works that Jesus did was manipulating the physical in such a way in such a way that it is not possible to do it unless you did it from the spiritual because there is a special life in the spiritual there is a special power in the, phys- in the spiritual it is called creative power it brings those things which do not exist as though they were and Jesus operated in that spiritual power and he said you shall receive that power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you so then when you receive the Holy Spirit you become like Jesus you are in him he is in the Father the Father is in you and he, you are in him and you start operating in the spiritual and then a man comes up to you and says Alicia show me God if you say God is there and you say have you not seen him if you don't see him then at least believe me for the works because the works are the evidence of the spiritual that's why he says heal the sick raise the dead cast out demons preach the gospel because it is the goodness of God that turns men to repentance. It is the goodness of God that turns men to repentance. He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do. Now how did Jesus do the works? Jesus spoke, spoke the words, the Father accomplished the works. So now he says, the works that I do, you will also do. How will you do the works then? You will speak the words, the Father accomplishes the work. Very simple. Isn't it? Right? You will speak the word. The Father accomplishes the work. How? By the Holy Spirit. There you get all three working together. Just like Jesus. Right? Okay. Greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Uh, 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 uh. Now there's something else that happens here. He says, he will not only do the works that I did, he will do works greater than this by... Because I go to the Father. Who goes to the Father? So now Jesus moves into the spiritual dimension. But this time there's something else that happens. His body moves there. Not just his spirit. His body moves there. And now Jesus is with his body there in the spiritual. And it's not possible. But it's made possible. Because our God is a God of impossible. Right? And so he's there in the physical But he moved from the physical to the spiritual and now all authority and power has been given unto him. So now when you operate, it's the Father and and Jesus that's working. You speak the words. So now there's greater works. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Greater works. Do you get it? That's why Jesus had to go. 
That's why Jesus had to go, so that you could do the greater works. Look at this. And whatever, whatever you ask in my name, I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper, that He may abide with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. Whom the world cannot receive. You see the world can't receive the spirit of truth. Because the spirit of truth is in the spiritual. The highest spiritual dimension of the spiritual. The world is in the physical. That physical is ruled by the spiritual world of darkness. It cannot receive the Holy Spirit. You can receive the Holy Spirit. Because you have been redeemed. Snatched out. Transported. Conveyed from the kingdom of darkness. And brought into the kingdom of his light. That is why you can receive the Holy Spirit. It neither sees him nor knows him. You see, the world can't see the Holy Spirit and can't know the Holy Spirit. The world can only see the works. The world can only see the works. The world can't see the Holy Spirit or know the Holy Spirit. So when you come up to a Catholic and say, Ah! Why can't you understand? Do the work. Do the work. How do you do the work? He tells you. Look at what he says next. You know him for he dwells in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Look at verse 26. The helper. The Holy Spirit. Whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things. And bring to remembrance all things that I said to you. So you go up to a Catholic. And you go up to, to an unbeliever. And you say. ah, Listen. That's when you start speaking spiritual truth to them. From the word. And show them the father. How do you show them the father? They can't see him. Well heal their broken legs. Get down their high sugars. Open their blind eyes. Get their loans cleared up. Remove debt. Show them love without compromise. Show them truth without compromise. Show them how you want to give them truth. Because you love them. Not because you hate them or you are against something. But you love them. The works. You speak the words. You don't worry how it's accomplished. You say be healed. But not in the kernel. You've got to do it. Those words of be healed have to come up from your spirit. It's got to come out from your spirit. How will it come out from your spirit? Unless you are not aware of the spiritual. And how will it come out from your spirit? If your soul is not aware of your spiritual. How will it come out from the spirit? If you still don't get the nature God has given you. God's nature needs to be imprinted and become your nature. When that happens power comes out right okay look at verse 19 a little while longer and the world will see me no more the physical world will see me no more but you will see me ah how spiritually So how do I see spiritually? I know it. How do I know? I become aware. 
How do I become aware? I trust the word. You will see me. Because I live, you will live also. Otherwise, there's no way. No way. No way. From California to Cranberry, there is no way in the whole world. From Sydney to London, there is no way in the whole world you can live in this world with hope, with life, with health, with wealth, with everything. There's no way if Jesus is not alive. Because Jesus is alive, you can move into the spiritual. He's the bridge. That's why you are in the spiritual. Okay? He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. I mean, what I say, do it. Do what I say. Do what I say. Do what I say. Okay? Where do you get what he says? In the word. So if I do what he says, it means I love him. Okay? Fine. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him. And look at that. Look at that. Look at that. That's what I want to show you. Read that together. Can we read it together? Let's read it together. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest. What's the meaning of manifest? Oh. Reveal myself to him. That is awesome. Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. My father will love him. We will come to him. Make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. These things are spoken to you while being present with you. By the helper, the Holy Spirit. So how will I be manifest? By the Holy Spirit. Very good. Whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as well. So how else is he going to make us, himself manifest to us? Peace. Peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you. I am going away and coming back to you. If you love me, you would rejoice. Because I said, I am going to the Father. For my Father is greater than I. Now I have told you. Before it comes. When it does come to pass, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you. For the ruler of this world is coming. And he has nothing in me. But that the world may know that I love the Father. And as the Father gave me commandment, so I do. You know what Jesus did, right? When he died on the cross. He's in the spiritual God dimension. His body is in the physical. And he's had to go and be spiritually dead. How to be spiritually dead? His spirit moved under the kingdom of darkness. Although there was no sin in him. There was no way he could have been there. But he had to move there. To pay for the sin of the world. Until he was one of those people who was in the darkness dimension without sin. There was no way he could die on the cross. No way. <laughs> because he had life. He says, I am the life. I am the truth, the way, the life. 
he had to somehow move like a normal man was in the kingdom of darkness he had to move under it for that time and he was on that cross how else do you think the sickness was upon him all the guilt and the shame that you should have borne God put it upon him because he was just one for those few moments that's why he said my God my God why have you forsaken me why because all of a sudden he moved out from that dimension moved into the dimension of darkness for me he says my God my God why have you forsaken me suddenly all his body and all his emotions and everything started operating like he would operate if he was just a normal sinful man and he said I'm thirsty they gave him vinegar for him to get a high so that his he doesn't feel the pain he was on that cross the moment he moved into the kingdom of darkness there was no way he could survive death just came quickly he breathed he breathed and then he said with every last remaining strength in him it is finished that was it the moment he said that he descended to the dead <laughs> that's what the letter of Peter says he now went to all those Elisha, Elijah, Jeremiah Daniel, David every one of those guys Locked up still, died, having faith in the living God, but locked up still in this spiritual area of the kingdom of darkness. And now Jesus being dead, his spirit could go there. And then he did something else. The doors were unlocked. The gospel was preached to them. And bang! Straight into heaven. With the door open forever. That's why in the book of Revelation it says, there stands a door open in heaven. That's how you can experience the spiritual. That's how you're in the spiritual because there's a door open. There's an open door. There's an access. You are in there. If you want, you can just live with this soulish physical consciousness of your physical reality and live there. You will die there and you will end there. But if you want life, you've got to become aware of something else. A new reality is present. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. All things in me are of God. See, I'm in something else. A new reality. The reality of the spiritual heavenly kingdom of the Most High living God. And I'm in there. And I can see. Not with my physical eyes. Not with my mind. Not with my imagination. But I can see because I'm aware. Of the presence of God. Around me. And inside of me. And I walk. Knowing that that presence moves. Along with me. And the spiritual hosts of the heavenlies. The spiritual hosts of the heavenlies are moving with you. One move is like a million bodyguards just moving. 
and the natal moves like this and this million bodyguards just turn they're all there <laughs> everyone be aware how do you be aware you just believe what the word says you believe it it is the spiritual world the more you are aware of it because the word of God not because I'm saying it don't trust in my words trust because I say it from the word because I'm speaking from the word of God that's why I trust what I'm saying because it's the word I'm speaking to you tell your mountain to move and it will move speak to the mountain to move and it will move because you are in a position of advantage and Satan comes with a big scary face and tries to scare you and say you've got to tell him listen I died I'm no longer in the physical anymore I'm no longer in the kingdom of darkness I died I'm now there it's like until that time you know there was this movie called Honey I Shrunk the Kids where there was this man who made this machine that could shrink people it could shrink any object basically unfortunately one day his kids went and played with that machine and they all shrunk and they became the size of a small bug and everyone was searching where they were they were just running around in the garden suddenly the ladybugs became like these big monsters because they were small and the grasshoppers became like these big monsters because they were small until they got unshrunk when they got unshrunk suddenly the whole perspective changed don't shrink yourself know where you are know where you are know what's around you now you'll go to the most gloomy houses where you will go to pray for somebody who's sick in a dark old going house with these tiles up there and you'll see all darkness and you'll feel all darkness why? because you're seeing the oppression that they're in but now stop being shrunk unshrink yourself look at the spiritual and you will go with a calmness with a stability with a calmness inside of you and you will walk into that house no matter what Satan throws at you you're going to say I win actually you're going to say I won now, now, now get all the temptations that will come to you what sort of temptations can come now you're aware of where you are you're aware of another world which is not the physical now talk about focus attention endurance everything now talk about money or loans or debt because you're in another you're in another dimension <coughs> this is the dimension that makes things which are not there calls things into existence which are not that's where you are 
But I don't see the Father. And I don't see God. And I can't feel Him. Well, at least believe, them for the, believe me for the works that we have done. That's what Jesus says to you today. You speak the words, the Father works the works. You speak the words, the Father works the works. Amen? Amen? I got one warning for you though. Don't get into imagination. I did not ask you to close your eyes and imagine a spiritual world around you. You can see bright, whitish, yellow figures all around you and you will see smoke around you. Oh, my grandfather's there. Don't get into that. That is still completely carnal. Completely. Absolutely. The awareness of the presence has to be about God and about the angelic. That's it. It doesn't go beyond that. Stop imagining. Get out of imagining. Start living it. Start knowing it. Become aware. Amen? How do I become aware? Okay, close your eyes. Don't open them at all. No, no, not everyone. Just him. Not everyone. Just him. Not everyone. Just him. Okay? Just don't open them at all. I'm going to do a small experiment. was near a certain part of your body. Which part of your body? Yeah. Okay. Now why? Because he was aware. How was he aware? Probably my hand touched the, the hair on his skin. Mm. Okay. And he felt it. Mm. Although I didn't really touch his hand. He became aware of it. Right? Yeah. Right? You're already aware of the spiritual. You've been getting visions. You've been getting... You've been getting... Um, prophecies, right? The word of knowledge. How did that happen? How did that happen? I told you a very simple method. I said, decide and believe. What's that? An awareness. Right? So now what do I decide? I just decide what the word of God says. I'm in the heavenly places. Means I'm there. With Christ. Seated at the right hand of the Father, right? Christ is seated there. I'm seated with Him. I'm there. I'm right now. There. But that there is not there. That there is there. <laughs> I'm not there, I'm there. You see? Now raising the dead becomes very easy. Right? Because you become aware of the spiritual. The moment you just let this sink inside of you, what I just told you today, you will slowly by slowly see that healing becomes easier. Casting out demons becomes easier because you've just become aware of the spiritual. Amen? Let's close our eyes. Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, that the word that has been spoken has borne fruit, Lord, 
in our lives, we believe that we are aware of the spiritual world that you have created and that you have brought us into, Lord. The heavenly places with Christ. We thank you, we praise you, we glorify your holy name. You have lifted us up, Lord, and been the lifter of our heads, Lord. You've removed our shame, removed our guilt, removed our disease, removed our corruption, and brought us into health. Thank you and praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name.